Do you know what? I'll be what? back in a second. Oh, for fuck's sake. Maybe I should just uh, speak to Editing Matthew. Hello, Editing Matthew. How's it going? Did you know that um, lettuce is like 98% water? I don't know if that's true or not. I'm going to Google it. Ninety six percent. I mean, I was pretty close. Hello again. Hello again. I'm back, and I just brought with me a glass of. Evan has his rosy wine, so I have a uh, the equally scrumptious and intoxicating black currant diluting juice, and a bag <laughs> of sweet popcorn. Oh, love to see it. Love to hear it. Love to taste it butter know. kiss if butter kiss would like to sponsor us <laughs> please email us at words without wisdom no o in the wisdom at gmail.com words without w-i-s-d-m at gmail.com we will not at this time be taking images of services <laughs> <laughs> please redirect those to what's riley's email address rileymorgan7 at gmail.com thank you Welcome back, welcome here, and welcome everyone to the Words Without Wisdom podcast. The podcast where we answer the questions you didn't know you wanted to know the answers to. As always, I am one of your hosts, Matthew Lyon, and I'm here with my other host. I'm your other host, Evan Dixon. Evan Stuart Joseph Dixon. Do you know what? I actually didn't know that's what the SJ stand, uh, stood for. Really? Nope. Never bothered to ask. Never really <laughs> never bothered, bothered to, to ask. You never bothered to guess. Well, I thought it might have just been a... A thing you just made up. No. Not gonna lie. Evan Stewart Joseph Dixon. I feel like people, I thought people knew that. Maybe, no, they well, probably do. People it's just probably do know me. that. It's just that you don't know that. I'm ignorant. I've now made it more easier for people to commit identity fraud on my behalf. What's your mother's maiden name? Everyone knows my mother's maiden name. Oh yeah, she still uses it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, What are the four numbers on the back of your bank card? 69420. That is five numbers. <laughs> well, you'll have to guess which one not to use. It's also three numbers on the back of a bank card. Oh, do you have a three-digit security code? All oh, security codes are three digits, are they not? No, mine's really? four. Uh-huh. No, on the back of the card, it's the last four numbers of the card, and then it's a three-digit security code. Nope. American Express definitely what? has four. That makes... Why, why do you have an American Express... Well, I don't. You're neither American nor Expressy. I don't have an American Express. There are some. You I just steal your dad's bank card. No, I'm just aware of bank American Express bank cards with four digits in the security code. That's confusing. This is the kind of riveting questioning and answers you get on the Words Without Wisdom podcast. Anyway, it is our ninth episode. We'll finally get back to whatever kind of introduction we were doing there. Hello. Hello. Um, yes. Evan, you said you have rosy wine. Is this a particular special occasion, or are you just I, I, you know, I went having to my, fun? I'm just having fun. I went to the pub tonight for dinner. I didn't go myself. Went to the pub. I went. Is that your first pub experience as an 18 year old? Indeed. And um, so did you, know, you? 
did you consume pub-bought alcohol? I did consume pub-bought alcohol with my own money, which was incredibly wow. weird and felt wrong. Um, I would have been annoyed. Shout out to the because I didn't want to pay for it. Shout out to the pub. Shout out to the pub. So not a special occasion then. No, not a special occasion. Never a special occasion. I haven't. What I haven't experienced a special occasion in a whole month. And the last was presumably your birthday. Yeah. Anyway, Matthew, you see, you, we both sound quite dull tonight. So I, I mean, I don't know what the issue. The, the issue with me is that a it's late and b I've consumed some alcohol. Uh, the issue with me is a it's late and b I've consumed some black currant diluting juice, which uh, always always gets my juices flowing. <laughs> That's a horrid image. Here's here's something I wanted to discuss with you, which was brought to my attention tonight. We are both uh, prospective or hopeful future <sighs> alumni of Glasgow University, right? Don't say that because you're a pres- you're a, a a prospective hopeful future alumnus of Glasgow University. You're going to get an offer. Uh, am I though? Am I though? Just to be clear, Glasgow Uni applicant service this year has been <laughs> terrible appalling. absolutely terrible and we would like to submit if you are an admissions officer for the university of a Glasgow, formal complaint we would like to email you from our email address which is words without wisdom not o in the wisdom at gmail.com uh to complain about your complete slowness i mean what's the date the 30th of april we would like to do that yes we would like to do that the 30th of april exactly i mean for God's sake, some just pupils reply to me. having already sat the exams on which their conditional grades will be uh, met or not met. Exactly. And they don't know for what subjects they need. How do I know which those... subject to ignore? <laughs> how do I know how to game the system? <laughs> he asks. Uh, As you will, you will be a prospective future alumni. Anyway, alumnus. Um, before you go into the university, if if we hope, as we hope that we we get there, tell me, what do you believe your choice of student union will be? The Queen Margaret Union, or the uh, University of Glasgow Union, or or the GUU, or whatever it was, what or UGU, or whatever it's called. I don't. Well, I, but first of all, I was reading the other week that the Glasgow university senate or like student council or however they're governed voted by a very slim margin in like the 90s not to join the national student union which i just feel quite annoyed about um and i don't know why but i just feel like you know they should have they should have joined the national student union mm-hmm. here's a question so well to answer your first question i'm not sure you're not sure what do you think you align more with the hip-hop <laughs> no, I don't know. I've heard that the Queen Margaret Union is more um, alternative, let's say, and the uh, right. other union is quite snobby. I don't know, because I'm both alternative and snobby. <laughs> You're an alternative snob. I'm an alternative snob. I'm a snob about people. I'm like, how can you not have heard of France Gall, the famous French singer? <laughs> because like, that's my alternative taste about which I'm a snob. But I, I have been informed by a, a previous member of, of that union, of the, the snobby one. Oh, who is that? I shan't say. That at Freshers' Week, or, or during the year, in fact, of that being a member, or during the years at university of being a member of that union, sometimes they do, or they did at least 30 years ago, uh, <laughs> cheese and wine nights. <laughs> So how does that sound to you? I don't eat dairy, but the the latter of those well, two apparently things. Apparently it was 90% wine and 10% cheese. 
<laughs> I've just spat wine all over my face. It is absolutely favoured among. It is favoured among law students. Oh well, maybe you know what I maybe get the feeling, like Evan, on. that we may, if we both get into Glasgow, may end up in competing unions. Because <laughs> I feel like you will go for the wine and snobbery, and I will go for the alternative scene of the Queen Margaret, which I've heard is shit, but I don't care. <laughs> That's Alternatively, funny. I've also been informed that you can access the unions and all the benefits of the unions without actually joining the unions. Yeah, I've heard so I that too, that point you can in joining... access the opposite union. Yeah, I don't understand why you'd ever join a union, just if it makes literally no difference to your experience of the actual places or things that go on. Oh, the, o- the only union it, I need is uh, the, the European workers one. workers' rights union. As a future member of PCS. What's PCS? PCS is the civil service union, trade union. Why are you going to be in, in PCS? Because I'll be joining HMRC. Can I say that? Is that like exclusive information? <laughs> Am I going to lose my oh, job? Oh yeah, you're getting a, you've got a job with uh, that company. It's not a company, it's a government department, but yeah. That government department, yeah. No, I, I realised immediately after I said that that was wrong. Uh, but yeah, no, so. I forgot you had that job. Yeah, so did I, to be honest. <laughs> Apparently... There are two people that I know who used to work for MI5 and who met and uh, became engaged in a romantic relationship whilst working at MI5. That's that's cute. It's not because MI5 is heinous. Well, you know what I just suddenly remembered? Did you ever watch MI High? I did watch MI High. It was. Why? I've just, just, you mentioned MI5. MI High was, was amazing. On CBBC after school. Who needs MI5 when you have MI9? The titular spy agency of MI High. It's not titular, but whatever. Well, sort of. The MI is titular. Can I also say that when I was in primary six or seven, I wrote a... I wrote a... a, a, It was sort of a spin-off of MI High, but like an unlicensed spin-off called... You ready for this? The Investigators. (laughs) No doubt set in your primary school. No, it was set in 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 um, Luca Dixon's bedroom. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> and it was about a uh it was about a, a like a a a a, a child run version of MI five or MI six called MI Junior, <laughs> like ten year old children. <laughs> and I wrote a whole like script for it, which. I included like a, a anthropomorphic, anthropomorphic potato called Pete the Potato. <laughs> what? <laughs> Played by Money McGee. Am I high? <laughs> I thought this was a spin-off of Am I High. What? I was. I think it was inspired by Am I High, but like. Okay. It was also not a spin-off. Not so. Series. So the potato doesn't exist in the same universe. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't really. As no say Frank the Caretaker. Am I High? But it was inspired by Am I High. You didn't have a wee Rose cameo or a wee Oscar cameo anywhere in there. <gasps> no, but it was a. Uh, it was called the. I don't even think anyone will remember this, but it was me, Luca, Murray, Ewan, <laughs> and uh, and I. You know what? I've sent you this. I still have the script. I was saying, I would love to. I would love to see that. It was so terrible. But you know what? I don't blame you because when I was around that age, maybe slightly younger, I, there was a cupboard in one of the corridors in our school 
which I was absolutely certain was the entranceway to our own primary school's MI High base. <laughs> and I would, I would, I would hang around outside that door to wait for someone to go in to see if I could catch them in the act of pulling the <laughs> the hat like the mop lever oh, no. and going down into the base. Oh no. <laughs> Suffice it to say, I never saw it happen. That's depressing. That's that is disgusting, children for you, eh? I I I hate. Well, you know, as I said last week, I no, like I don't even hate myself from eight years ago. I hate myself from eight minutes ago. So yeah, that's a recurring theme on this podcast. Hating yourself. Well, eight, from minutes, eight minutes ago, ago, eight minutes ago, it was eleven minutes into this recording. Oh, I hate you. Yeah, I know. I hated myself from then. And I was being quiet, so most likely you were actually speaking. Shocking. Although I wonder what you were saying. Maybe I'll edit in what you were saying. Or, more likely, I won't bother. (laughs) Uh, It's probably something really hot. And speaking of hot... Especially considering the amount of work I have to do Mm -hmm. for Ronnie Ross. And that ties us nicely into the hot or not, because Ronnie Ross is not... (laughs) (laughs) Stuart Academy's hottest teacher. Cue the music. Welcome to America's Hottest Politicians with Matthew Lyon and Evan Dixon. I'm just sitting here eating popcorn. It's all going to show up on the mic, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hate myself from the future, but I don't care. I'm so, I'm so jealous of I'm so jealous of you. I had a noodle. Why? I'd like a noodle bowl for dinner. Sounds nice. I had Chinese. Ah, nice. Not really. It was a bit hard. Although the rice was quite fresh. Hello and welcome to Hot or Not, also known as America's Hottest Politicians. This is the segment of the podcast where we, um, where I uh, pick a, a politician, an American politician, whom I find particularly attractive and um, rank them based on three criteria and Matthew will inevitably disagree with my judgment. So, who is this week's Hot or Not candidate then, Evan? Good question, Matthew. This week's hot or not candidate is the former governor of Montana and a former attorney general of Montana. He also ran for president in 2020 and um, Senate in 2020. And his name is Steve Bullock. Not going to lie to you. Never heard of him? Never heard of the man. I don't think many people people in the Montana governor's office have heard of Steve Bullock. Did he run in the Democratic primary? He did in 2020. Wow. So, yes. So... For looks, Mr. Bullock achieves a six. For charm, he achieves a seven. For policy, he achieves a six. This puts his overall rating at 63.3% and his overall aesthetic rating at 65%. That's quite low, isn't it? It is, but like, you know, there's just, there's something about him. As it stands, independence of it, average overall hottest party affiliation and Republicans of a average aesthetic, the highest average aesthetic, aesthetic party affiliation. He is a Democrat, though. Also, I think you know, Florida still remains the hottest. Florida and Vermont, I think, may be tied for... Oh, no, just Florida is the hottest um, state. It's also quite warm there. It is. <laughs> it's funny, because it is. I'm funny. Do you have anything else to say on Steve Bullock before I jump in? Um, Average overall hotness increases by age still. So Interesting, that's, interesting. That's hot or not. So that's what I say. Well, here's what I say. For the first time, Evan, I still disagree, but for the first time, 
on the in this hot or not segment, you've <gasps> presented me with a candidate who I understand your attraction to because he's not massively old. He's not really wrinkly. <laughs> he doesn't have grey hair. He has a normal face, and he wears an open collar quite well. So, I count that as a success. I'm not going to lie. You've still yet to find someone who I actually think is hot, though, so... The search will go on. And on. Next week. So, Evan thinks hot. And Matthew thinks not. You've been listening to America's Hottest Politicians with Matthew Lyon and Evan Dixon. So yeah, as you mentioned just before, you were rudely interrupting me there at the end of the Hot or Not segment, it is going to be our 10th episode next week. That's scary, but time time passes scarily. Yeah, I think 10 weeks ago was our Ten first weeks, episode. And probably about 11, 11 and a half weeks ago, you said to me, I want to do a podcast, and I went, I'll do a podcast with you. Yeah, I, I went around many, many people, and then eventually oh, I came wow. to <laughs> <laughs> um, of course a joke there's no one i'd her. rather do a podcast with evan you know that uh, okay i'm just so the words of that was the podcast is the podcast of two chums chilling in a hot tub five feet apart because one of them isn't gay they've yet to fully relax coronavirus restrictions so one of them be gay and one of them swing both w- ways why did i say be one of them be gay one of them swing both ways <laughs> verbs interesting um take i'd like to get your opinion on i don't know if i want to give my Sorry. opinion on it but go ahead hi it's editing matthew here uh what i my, i proceeded to do at this point was make a series of very disturbing and strange noises with my mouth and so for viewer comfort, I've decided to cut them out. But just so you're aware, that's what happened. There's a bit of popcorn stuck in the back of my throat. It's oh, quite I hate disturbing. That. See, when you're eating like rocket or like mozzarella, I don't eat dairy anymore. But like when I would eat mozzarella, I don't know why I'm clarifying that as if like any of the audience are like so judgmental about me eating dairy. <laughs> but like when you're eating the rocket vegan police will come or mozzarella you. or something that is like gets is really long and it's stuck in your throat and you have to like reach in and pull it out. It's the worst thing. I was once eating a jelly sort of sweet snake thing um, from the local convenience store by our school. And um, I ate the thing and as I was walking along eating it, I started choking on the head of this snake. (laughs) And I was just, I I nearly suffocated. I had to, I had to, there was someone like, slapping my back and I had to reach in and pull the snake out of my throat. Gross. It was a really unpleasant um, unpleasant experience. Anyway, there was something you wanted to get my opinion on. I saw it was, it was I, I don't believe it was an entirely serious take, but Loving Monsters <laughs> is the bisexual agenda. Uh, what do you think of that? I mean, is there a bisexual agenda? Yes. It's mine and mine alone. Okay, that feels more just like the Matthew My agenda Lyon is agenda. to turn all gay men... No, the bisexual agenda does exist. It's to turn all gay men 
into bisexuals. <laughs> all gay women into bisexuals. All straight women into bisexuals. And the mass genocide of all straight men. See, that, that just feels like conversion therapy. It's the only solution to world problems. I think you're right. You know, I think anyone who isn't bisexual is being sexist. Gay men are I misogynist. Think, I don't they Lesbians are, are misandrists. Absolutely. <laughs> Straight women are uh, misogynists. They just can't... They are just... Their internal misogyny is so deep-rooted. That's straight women for you. I know, absolutely. Um, like Lesbians what, are not giving it men... It must have been something wrong with my upbringing that just made me not the like women the women that they sex. require. And gay men... I must have just, just not had women. A, a strong. I must you're have just, just not had a strong mother figure or father figure. You didn't have a strong mother figure, and uh, and you saw your. F- please don't, please don't, please don't put that in, please. <laughs> According to Sigmund Freud, we do love Sigmund Freud here. We do. We love. We love. We 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 do. We don't. I'd like to reaffirm the words without wisdom podcasts commitment to a anti. Conversion therapy stance. Absolutely. The, the words that wisdom podcast is now forever officially anti-conversion therapy. Just in case anyone Thank was you. wondering, you you cannot change someone's sexual orientation. Well, I don't know. Well, maybe you can, but that's yet to be proven. Mm. Maybe you can. I mean, to be fair, Michelle Gomez, Michelle Gomez, perhaps. Are you saying Michelle mine? Gomez may make you change your sexual orientation? Yes, which would make her a proponent of conversion therapy. I suppose. But like, she's Michelle Gomez. Any attractive straight women are conversion therapists. To be saying? fair, I find a lot of women attractive, but Michelle Gomez. <laughs> but like, I don't mean to say that Michelle Gomez is a, you know, an objective of my attraction. Michelle Gomez is a very talented actress and presumably a very nice person above everything. She has children. She does. So, of course, at the end of this podcast, we always do a uh, section ranking and uh, or or ranking every, we're doing a section ranking every episode of Doctor Who in an attempt to answer the question what is the, the best episode of Doctor Who but I think we and or we would be remiss and I certainly I would feel remiss regardless of I think whether or not you want to talk about this Evan in not mentioning No Clark and yeah uh, the ongoing sex serial sexual predatory behaviour allegations against him. Uh, I mean, I listen, just... what can you say when it's something like, what was it, 20 accusers? Yeah. I'm, I'm it's often... Hard, it's hard not to believe the accusers. On the side of... Not on the side of, but I'm often found trying to argue for a view or a, a reaction that takes into account the unproven nature of these things and not dogpiling uh, people who have had allegations made against them because it isn't always true. Well, you don't want someone's career to be destroyed on allegations alone, but at the same Especially time... Especially if they end up not being true. But, you but also at the same time, you don't to... want to, to um, sort of diminish the what are... Clearly, I mean, tw- like, 20 women. No, this is what I was going to say. Uh-huh. In a case, say, like, where it's one woman, every woman's voice matters, and you should both protect the victim and make sure that you don't assume guilt. 
But in the in this case, twenty women is just it's too many to even consider that he may be not guilty. Uh-huh. It just we must and and I think I've I've seen this talked about in in the we're, I wouldn't consider us the Doctor Who community, but <laughs> we're talking about Doctor Who, and I feel like we have to stand up and talk about this because it's it represents a culture of people getting away with systematic exploitation mm-hmm. of women abuses Absolutely. of power by powerful men mm-hmm. and it needs to be mentioned by every single person <laughs> in every conversation yeah regardless of you know we're just like it's not going to change anyone's opinion or change anything that we mention it on i don't know like, obvi- like obviously listeners like obviously separate what I, I believe i believe you should separate art from the artist but not for, f- forget the artist if that makes sense oh yeah i mean in terms of that i don't, if anyone out there wants to and I certainly probably will be go on enjoying uh, the episodes of Doctor Who that we're probably just about to talk about with Mickey in them and with No Clark in them, um, and you know enjoy that character and enjoy the performance. You can still do that. I just think it has to be acknowledged and mm-hmm. made clear that regardless of that, you can't defend him just because you love a show. Or because you love a character, or because exactly. you love films that he did, or at roles he's played, exactly. And 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 even though we're only a podcast with fifteen listeners, or whatever it might be, every person should talk about this because that's the only way that will prevent these kind of things from happening. And you know what? I hope, I I hope he didn't. And in, in the sense, that I hope I he hope, didn't because I hope that twenty women didn't get sexually yeah. assaulted because that would be awful everyone should hope that someone is not guilty of that kind of thing because if they're not guilty it means nothing bad happened exactly but you know but in this case it's very unlikely that he isn't guilty indeed um, or more accurately very likely that he is so uh, I, th- I just wanted to to mention that because I felt that we would be doing a disservice if we who, who would have thought that Doctor Who would have gotten in such a serious knot? We should do something a bit more lighthearted, like I don't know, the Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> you know, like as ranking a, Doctor Who episodes. Funnily enough, as a gay man, I don't like the Eurovision Song Contest. Next week for our tenth episode, we will be doing Eurovision Song Contest well, special. Okay, right, this isn't true, right? I I like the Eurovision Song Contest up until about nineteen eighty eight. And then it got boring, because I, because I'm like a because I'm a language geek, I, and everyone started doing it in English. Everyone started doing it in English after the eighties. After Celine Dion, people stopped being interesting as well. Exactly. I think that's the problem. Like you've got, like Bucks Fizz, you don't get Bucks Fizz anymore. I know. There's a reason, like Britain stopped winning, is because. It especially stopped putting forward Eurovision is supposed to be wacky. Like, nobody wants to watch Eurovision. Eurovision? I've The stress patterns in that word were totally <laughs> off. Eurovision. To see, like, a sort of D-tier singer who no one's ever heard of from 28 different countries or whatever singing a boring normal pop song or something. No one wants to hear that. 
They want to see Bucks Fizz singing, well, making your people, mind up. Oh, and back to back ripping to, skirts off and singing in foreign languages. Uh, back, well, I mean, back to France Gal. She revolutionised, revolutionised. She shook up Eurovision because it was the same. Everyone sang in their native language and it was boring and everyone sang boring old love ballads. And she came in and sang Poupée de Cire, Poupée de Sang about a... She, and she sang a song about a pop singer who... And it was the, the first upbeat song to ever... And she represented Luxembourg. It was the first upbeat song ever in the in the contest. She sang about a pop singer who sang shallow, vapid songs and with meaningless lyrics. So it was um, quite a meta performance. It was quite like. a meta performance. Uh, she was highly exploited by Serge Gainsbourg. You know, just it was great stuff. Eurovision from the 60s, great stuff. Really, really, really revolutionised European pop music. But you like, really can't say revolutionised, can you? Revolutionised European pop music. But like... I just love France, France Gal. This is the official podcast of the France Gal, uh, France Gal fan club. <laughs> uh, anyway, any with... thoughts on France Gal? Send them to us. Words without wisdom at gmail.com. No in the wisdom. Words without wisdm at gmail.com. And finally, we'll get to it. It's time for ranking Doctor Who episodes in our quest to find, to answer the question even. What is the greatest Doctor Who episode of all time? Right, so, as always, let me just remind you all, we are placing these episodes on a tier list that goes from the greatest to amazing to good to okay to bad to awful and then to not canon, but we're not putting anything in not canon because we don't believe in it. We probably should just remove it, but it's fun to say that every single time. Exactly, but we don't believe in denying reality. You have to acknowledge yeah. that. You, you have to Everything's it. canon. Things can just be bad. bad, and you just have to accept that. So... Having reviewed the Idiot's Lantern last week, this week we will be uh, starting off on the impossible planet. Indeed. Not much to say, to be honest. It's it's one of the... I would say this and it's, it's equivalent second part. The Satan Pit. The Satan Pit. Not much to say. Ud. Introduction of the Ud, which I... Which are... Yeah, the, the Ud are used effectively and there's certainly a good horror uh well there's certainly a good build-up i think um the main like essentially the first episode i think is the best one really because it's really let down in the the uh you know the the payoff there in the final episode because it's a big cgi literal devil ah the the ud almost make the the cgi devil forgettable because the the Ud seem like the main sort of villain with the like the red the yeah, red the Ud are, they're really thing. they're really creepy they're you know like the Ud are just a much I think the Ud the Ud couldn't really have been the big villain I don't think that would have worked but it, they uh-huh. needed something but the more memorable than the they're the more memorable literal devil uh-huh. thing because that's just not good and then the way in which that is resolved at the end with the spaceship and Toby and it's just the setup is pretty good planet falling into a, a black hole and you know going down in the suits and stuff and unfortunately there's some Rose Doctor love stuff which I hate but whatever what I will say is that the mum from My Mad Fat Diary is in it Claire Rushbrook is she the one who goes into the pit Ida 
Yes, yeah, yeah, she's the one that goes into the pit with the Doctor. Um, so for the Impossible Planet, I would put the Impossible Planet in okay. So would I. Uh, so that's in okay, and as we mentioned with um, uh, the, to the second part, the Satan Pit, I'd say it's actually worse enough that I'd put it in bad. I wouldn't necessarily say, I wouldn't say bad. I would say it's, to, to be honest, two portals are... It has to be a very specific type of two-parter for me to rank each part differently. So I would put it in okay, personally. Okay. But I'll go to be with fair, okay. Well, I mean, you're in charge of the, the actually nope, it's, selecting it's the It's in okay. It's in okay. It's we, can, in, we can agree on it's that. It's in okay. And that is that two-parter done, which brings, brings us, us <laughs> to, to quite possibly the best episode of any TV programme in history ever. It is the fantastic, the legendary, the infamous Love and Monsters. Monsters. Now, pushing the bisexual agenda. I don't know what that means, but I also completely understand. <laughs> Love and Monsters is such a perfect example of something, a specific idea being... Not good by its own merit, but good in how it's executed. It's, I mean, for a, I mean, for a bit of historical context, you have the Absorbalov, who's a, a villain. He's a cousin designed of by the a Slovene, child. designed by a child for a Blue Peter competition, I think. Yep. Who played by Peter Kay? Normally, quite a good comedy actor. Oh, a g- funny, funny guy who who's like gimmick is that he touches people and. Absorbs them into his flesh. Yeah. Well, let's start with that. Um, as an idea, not like completely terrible from the beginning. I think it's the way in which either the director or Peter Kay plays it that it makes it seem like sexual. a parody. <laughs> well, yeah, it makes it seem like a porn parody of Doctor Who. Like he t- he like touches people and they get absorbed into him, and then he goes ah, oh, and he's like licking his lips, and he's like mm, they taste Tastes so like good. chicken. Yeah, like like it's just not. It is like a porn parody of Doctor Who, but and especially because it is of course a Doctor Light episode. It is, but which, the uh, cast, the first, the first one. The cast is good. The cast is good. You have um, I, I can't remember his name that plays Elton. Mark Warren. Mark Warren. Mark Warren. Elton, a good character. You know, really fun to watch. I think Elton's possibly the standout of the episode. Exactly. You also have Jackie Tyler by Camille oh, Kaduri. Milf of the century. <laughs> Camille Kaduri, yeah. And and those You've two and that actually, actually that. But just before you read the rest, uh-huh. that bit of the the story, their relationship, and like the way that that unfolds, it that un, um, unfolds is actually like good. Yeah, it is, it's lovely. It's in sweet. the end, it, in the end, it's Russell T Davies' like you know homestead storytelling, and he's good at that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, continue with this amazing cast of characters. You have Shirley Henderson as Osceola, um, who I mean. Is, is like the, the secondary love interest who gets absorbed and then he melts and then turns and she, she turns into a and it's just and there's a line at the end The paving slab And I like Shirley Henderson I think she's you know a great actress 
Point is, there are good characters. There are good characters. And it could, in theory, work. Doctor Light episode, we've, we've, you know, Blink proves later that they are good and that they work. Turn Left proved that they work, you mm-hmm. know. But this proves that an idea it does not inherently make something good. <laughs> and it requires... This, is, this proves that children should not come design up with monsters. TV show. And writers should not have to work around a design and try and come up with a story rather than come up with a story and then they make a design for it. Do you know what I wonder? What did this beat out? Because there presumably were hundreds of entrants to this competition. Thousands, presumably. How how shit were the other entrants that they beat out, that, that they were beaten out by the absorber? They were beaten by the absorber off. I couldn't begin to imagine. <sighs> but anyway, I think it's suffice to say that Love and Monsters goes in bad. And yet, it's like, it's like Mommy Dearest. It's like one of those things that is so bad that it is utterly it is entertaining to watch. And enjoyable, yeah. And I'm going to say it goes in bad, not awful, because I think there are redeeming factors to it. Oh yeah, Elton's totally. Elton's a great character. Elton and Milf of the Century's relationship, you know, there's some good stuff. And I and I, and I think the it's an interesting take to see how the doctor's like how the doctor affects people's lives as he just skips through, you know. Mm-hmm. So would you would you would you agree with that? Bad or would you want to put it in awful? I, no, no, no. Or bad. the greatest. I mean, yeah, I simultaneously want to put it in bad and the greatest. But let's go with bad for now. Let's go with bad, but but let's know that it, in our hearts it's also in the greatest. And that brings us, unfortunately, to the end of the podcast. Indeed, uh, we have we have run out of time because we actually normally we would have, normally we have time to do time now. four or five episodes. Like not four, yeah. to discuss four or five episodes. But love and monsters is so <laughs> complex. Love and monsters has is so complex and so important. To the legacy of Doctor Who that we just same and one might say couldn't rush through it. So I'm afraid that's going to have to be the end. As always, I'm going to go through all the garbage. Make sure to follow the podcast. Make sure to rate us if you can. Make sure to share. Uh, make sure to do all, anything, anything on your screen related to the podcast. Do it. Get the engagement up. Share it with your friends. Send it to the man in Bangladesh. I don't care. Just do it. Make sure to go to the links in the description. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter for updates. Follow the Words Without Wisdom Instagram uh, on Instagram. That's Words Without Wisdom Pod. Words Without Wisdom Pod. The link is also in the description, as always. Thank you very much for watching. We appreciate all the support. Thank you very much. Uh, So it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Goodbye.